Det är därför man måste backa från micken om man ska growla i en podcast. Maiden A to Z, innit? Hello, welcome to Maiden A to Z. My name is Eric, and uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Jonathan. Hello. What the hell is up, Eric? It's been a while. It has been, indeed, been a while. Um, good to see you. Good to see you, too. And it's been, I mean, it's must be, it's, it's, we've, been, have, we've been sort of on summer break, and I think it, the break kind of um, went a little longer. I snuck that in. It was at, at the point of either... I recorded a double episode with our buddy Henrik. Uh, so it was either, okay, either I sit all night and edit that, or I'll announce our grand return next week, which is hopefully today will be that. Everything goes as it should. There's like no more Indian burial grounds, like lost for words. Oh, shit, yeah. That was that was cursed. But that one that one had a lot of, lot, a lot of things working against it. Um, yeah. Absolutely cursed. It's weird. Like when that ha- when it happens, I can't even be be mad when things like that happen. It's like okay, I guess it's meant to be like this now, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When there's so many things that go wrong, yeah. If it's one thing that goes wrong and it's something that, that could have been avoided by just like some sort of extra bit of work or extra uh, that that I can get annoyed about. But if it's something that there's like like five like or fucking six separate things that sort of conspired against the whole situation to make it un- unworkable. Yep. And you're just kind of like, it's not happening. It's not going to work today. Still an okay time, though. Always is with those guys, anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, here we are. So, today, uh, yeah, this is, uh, we haven't, we're not really getting back to any lists, or back to the song list yet. Um, we're still in the middle of a, in the, the middle, middle of the summer, as you probably know as you're listening to this. And uh, as you're listening to this, uh, in about a week, we will, uh, in fact, be in Gothenburg. Hmm, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh. Any luck? Hey, I just saw this clip come up. Uh, it was in our friends made in Podden in that group. It was a soundboard, the first soundboard recording of a 2022 Maiden gig. It was oh. Stratego. It sounded really, really good. It's like that, that one you can rip straight to your phone. The mightiest of the mighty in download terms. It is I Maiden! Give me a note in 
sounds better than Knights of the Dead, and it's not even officially recorded, you know. Yeah, well, it's not hard to fucking outshine Knights of the Dead. Well, not if you're Maiden, but for us it would, no. would be pretty hard to outshine. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for anyone else, it'd be impossible. Maid, Eric and John, Knights of the Dead, <laughs> live in exactly, yeah, <laughs> live in Mexico, Stockholm. Who's this? Uh, I, did, I did it again. I threw it in some Swedish there. I don't know why. I actually, I noticed that happens sometimes in my other podcast now because uh, Greg does not understand Swedish, unlike you. No. And that makes me use it more often. It's almost like, <laughs> you know, because I don't think about uh, staying in English as much since I'm just communicating with him, right? In yeah. the one way possible. So I notice in that show, sometimes it's like N434 comes in or that uh, the die is so corn. Oh, well, okay. I mean, infamously. Last time I think we did this, didn't I say that Megadeth are releasing a new album, Snart? Yeah, yeah. I'm dropping a new <laughs> album, Snart. There you go. Yeah, but I mean, um, anyone yeah. could understand that, I think. Actually, because it's also weird because um, I switch between Swedish and English quite a bit. For some reason, I don't know why, at home, we almost always talk English. I've noticed, uh, I've, noticed I've also followed suit sometimes and, and uh, communicate with you in English outside of this podcast. And I mean, for me, it totally makes sense because the yeah. vast majority of our communication has been done in this language so it's almost like i know you better in english but not really though like i said before it's, it's, I, I see you as yeah. a swede you know oh yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's interesting because like i said we, we spoke and we spent many hours talking to each other uh in english which is you know even yeah. though we sort of know each other in swedish which yeah, is kind of yeah, fun, but it's, it's fun. well I, I like the language i always have you know i don't know maybe as a kid i related it to anything cool you know turtles or you know any any like international product was in english and then as you get older, okay, now I can see even like you know the pro the pros of this language compared to Swedish. Yeah, you know things that could be m- more nicely phrased. I think. Interesting. I was just it just occurred to me like people like uh, Mister uh, Mister Base Erik Arke. Mm-hmm. I haven't really hung out with him very much outside of this uh, pod. Uh, even even at our uh, you know one year anniversary party, I didn't really have a chance to talk to him too much. So basically. He's someone I've known for a couple years now at this point, but every word we've said to each other, essentially like 99.9% of all communication have been in English, even though we both speak Swedish. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I was on the phone with him just now before, trying to oh. uh, trying to uh, kind of straighten out some, um, some uh, eccentric moves from Steve Harris in the terms of the verses in Fear of the Dark. He's, like, uh, he's oh. just being an asshole to any cover band by adding an extra chord at one time. <laughs> one time only. Now, is, is Mr. Arke going down to Gothenburg? Uh, probably not, right? Uh, I don't know why I haven't asked him. I guess there's so many people that I am supposed to see there, so I guess I'm not looking yeah. to uh, to further uh, like overpopulate that list, but uh, he should be going at least a week before we will go to Dalarna. Valleys and valleys and valleys and valleys. Right, playing uh, playing the, um, uh, a cover set, the second gig with Infinite Maiden. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I uh, I would love to see that. Unfortunately, uh, it happens to coincide with my birthday, so I'm doing a birthday. Fergal even considered time. it, and it was like both me and, and Eric were like, "Oof, that sounds hard." You know, uh, Dublin to Avesta. Yeah, a bit of a culture shock, but hopefully, you know, who knows when we do the uh, the two year anniversary party? You know, just saying, yeah. maybe we can get. I thought so too. I thought so. Working too. that later. Well, that'll be announced very soon. No pressure, Fergal, but yeah, I had the idea too. Also, props to any band out there playing 90-minute sets, especially nightly, because I haven't done that oh, in yeah. a while, and the rest of the cover band haven't really either, including Christian, who is playing live more. Um, it's long. It, things happen after 60 minutes, and I'm not even a drummer or singer. It is. It's, it's long. I mean, also, I kind of get like... Uh, so a few weeks ago, or like, like now actually a week ago exactly, I, I saw Pearl Jam. That's right. 
Very good. Yeah, many on my friends list saw them. People I didn't think even liked rock, and um, lots of good uh, feedback. Actually, only good feedback from that gig. It was very good. So a resounding yes from everyone that attended. They played. They played like twenty-two songs, I think, this time around. The last time I saw them, they played thirty-three songs. <laughs> But they tend to do what I kind of try to do on a micro level with the band. You booked way back in the day, Barbus, uh-huh. where you try and, you know, just um, uh, just play, basically. So it's the same as if you go into the rehearsal space and you plug in and you play, you know. I had to make yeah. set lists because others would get nervous otherwise. But you, I could still make them on a piece of paper backstage the minute before. And I'm, I'm getting that vibe from Pearl Jam. They're doing no, that. They definitely do that. Definitely and also, that. maybe they apply a bit more of the scholarly approach on the same thing, like Lars Ulrich, and actually go back to older set list and look which songs did they get last time. I love when bands do that. Our Maiden don't, you know. Can you hold on one second? Sure. Oh, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm in the middle of recording. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll call you when I'll tell you when I'm done, right? All right, bye. That was my, my sister. Here we go. Um, yo, no, that's what I was going to say. It's interesting because I was talking, um, I had this discussion a couple days ago when I was wearing a Ride the Lightning shirt. And they're sort of the same sort of tired comments you tend to get where people either trash Kirk Hammett or Lush. Yeah, I have, I have a Ride Lightning shirt too, and I get the same shit happening. Usually younger people do this. And, like, you know, I don't give a shit. That's ridiculous. First of all, you know, then these are the people like who like the, like, oh, look, listen, you know, this, this, you know the, the, Insert, you know, random extreme metal band. Oh, listen to this dude. He can do the... Yeah, maybe he can do that. But can he... Are they they playing fucking like, you know, two and a half hour gigs? Can he even do it on a huge stage? I I always stress that that also. Not that I've played massive stages, but the few times I have played major size stages. I tell you, it's a different performance altogether. You're like, it's, it's daunting. You're far away from your band members. You don't know what they do. Uh, I mean, of course, you have your monitors and everything, hopefully, but still, yeah. uh, it's it's way different. You need a lot of more, a lot more. You need to be an assertive player. So take Lars; he's yeah. not technically good, but he's very assertive. Lots of attitude, moves it forward, and owns it. You know, so I don't think many drummers can, in, not in that capacity. But yeah, not not in that capacity. But also, also they they you know they're not they will you know throw in a song they haven't really rehearsed more than once, right sort of right beforehand. And I don't think he get it's I think that maybe he's not the technically most, you know, uh, advanced dude, but he, he 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 is pretty damn good if he can do that. You know, unlike that in front of like you're gonna play in front of like a like a hundred confidence and you're improvising. Yeah, it's yourself. confidence, it's it's confidence, it's um, showmanship, it's uh, being an entertainer and also frankly being yeah. a nerd, you know, checking out did they get oh, Cthulhu yeah, yeah. last time? Okay, they did. So let's bring in Orion. That's like that's a proper, you know, not many Actual, you know, key members or engines of bands are that nerdy in their approach. N- not in general, you know. They will be on their bands that they liked as a kid, but on their own band, yeah. I like that. You know, it makes them better live than yeah, pretty much all bands. I would say we'll get back to that later. Yeah, we will. Um, so, the matter at hand this evening is uh, we're talking about festivals here. Yeah, you um, you kind of kicked in the idea of a fantasy Iron Maiden festival set list, and I I uh, I heard something else. What you heard was better. <laughs> yeah, festival fantasy set uh, bill or lineup with uh, we choose twelve bands, and that goes back to check out the loneliness of the long distance runner. For some reason, I like dozens and half dozens in my counting, 
uh, I have no clue yeah. why. So I thought a dozen. And it, I think it worked out pretty well because most festivals obviously have more bands. But like uh, our friend said, I think it was your friend Rob? Uh, Robert may have been. He said Maybe. that a uh, big yeah. part of his experience is, of course, just being in the festival, in the camping site. Partying. And oh, then yeah, maybe you get to see 12 bands total. Or maybe there are 90 bands on the bill, but you list the 12 that matter to you. So I think uh, f- for being ad hoc, it turned out pretty nice in format. We have quite, we got a few lists here. So just pick one around and we'll go. I'll, I'll go from the top. We can just yeah, go let's down. do that. So if we start from the top, do you want me to. Should we do yours first? Because uh, I was going to say, uh, since I haven't seen yours, that we could start with yours. But then I realized maybe we can save ours for like middle and end. All right. So our first one is uh, Mr. Philip Tremor. Known to us all, Blue Ridge Mountains, originally Basel, Switzerland. All right, so we got, we've got, got. Uh, it says uh, his fantasy festival with impossible choices would be Motorhead, Dio Sabbath, Trouble, Dark Throne, uh, Bolt Thrower, The Devil's Blood, and then uh, Ved Buen's End. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those three-word uh, French or Latin-sounding might be some kind of post-black or black metal. Sounds like it. I haven't heard them. Not familiar. Not familiar with them either. That was a, yeah, there's some, I mean... I, I commented on that. That was his uh, couldn't happen list, right? Yeah, it's impossible. Because uh, outside of Dark Throne, they don't play live, and the band I don't even know. I've actually seen all those bands live, which I'm happy about. You seen the Dio Sabbath? Uh, yes, indeed, I have. I saw them in Sweden Rock Festival in 05, Heaven and Hell. Oh shit! Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm so happy I was there, but I will admit I wasn't really ready to, to you know, get how good it was. Uh, when I when I watched the Radio City Music Hall DVD, mm. that was almost a religious experience. Yeah. And there was a DVD here with the projector. I think about closing the door and I feel like I'm losing my mind I should be band it was like okay cool there they are (laughs) i didn't know that that was one of the most important gigs i've ever attended 
Same goes for uh, Priest and the same festival. Uh, 17 years old, you know, busy being a teenager, I guess. Very cool. And then Miltred a few times, actually, and never realizing that that would be, you know, hard to acquire in the future. Yeah. That was always just taken for granted, really. Yeah, I mean, I saw him back in 2002. But it seems, it seems like one of those guys, you, you thought they'd still be, you know, it's, it's almost, even after he died, like, you know, like, oh, when's, when, when are they coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still refer to him in, like, uh, present tense or whatever you call that. Present tense. Present tense, that's right. I still refer to him like that. But I do that a lot with dead people, actually. And every time I do, I think, okay, well, it actually sounds nice. It's not correct, there's but it sounds nice. There's a reason for that, nice. I think. You know, yeah, I think there's a reason for it. I think, uh, like, uh, I, you know, uh, you, you don't have, you're all your belongings when you die. They're nothing, but you still have the relationships, right? And if you're a musician, yeah. you have a lot of them. Hopefully. <laughs> if it's been going well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I think I think I think a lot of times it's easy for beloved performers. You know, they sort of they stay in the present tense just via the fact that their music is still out there. I mean, you know, and it's actually as we're recording this, isn't it fucking Dio's birthday? It's summer. I'm not Mr. Dates, so I don't know. Yeah, so it, it turns out it was correct that it is uh, Ronnie James Dio's birthday. He would have been 80, I think, if I'm correct. Maybe not, but I think that's right. So happy birthday! Happy birthday! I'll quote another network mate in Ryan and say. Cheers to the eternal one. Indeed. Moving on to your your other uh, your one of your co- co-hosts from another podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about uh, Sir Greg, Sir Gregory, Sir Gregory Pasquale. Asked him recently, what does it say in your passport? It says Gregory. Yes, well, yeah. That's how it is, right? In the states, all these short one-syllable names, they all have like a there's something beneath the tip of the iceberg, and you can find it in the passport. Sometimes there are, sometimes there aren't, mm. but uh, most of the time, yes. All right, so let us let us uh, let's go. Yes. Megadeth, Voivod, Blood Incantation, Stormkeep, Raven, Deceased, Rose Tattoo, Exhumed, Exhumed. I think that's how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Na- Napalm Death, Carcass, Dismember, and Jackal. Fun. I like that. I mean, that's a good. That's a good. Sol- that's a solid. Uh, solid. Uh, solid list. I, tr- I told people that were um, hesitant as to how to approach it that. Remember, remember, make it make it fun and interesting. You know, it is not the, the, your twelve favorite bands of all time that you're listing here. No, it's also, it's also just like something to be fun to see and like sort of like yeah, like enticing or you know something you look forward to. You would look forward to and uh, a nice kind of well, well for me anyway. Uh, festival is still kind of a party type environment, even though I may not party as I did when I was sixteen. But uh, I still think it comes to play. You know, summer in Europe is is what it is. Yeah. So moving on here. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any reactions to any of those bands? Blood Incantation. Yeah, I saw them recently. It was uh, killer stuff. Hadn't seen Death Metal Live in ages, and Death Metal Live it's, it's something different, you know. Especially when performed well, mm. it's, it's, it's a bulldozer in your face, like Don Svane said back in Headbangers Ball, you know. To me, a live performance is like being run over by a bulldozer or something. It's just yeah. pure action all the time. Yeah. That's we're going to thing. shoot. Yeah, show tonight. It's like thirty minutes of power. That's what I say. They count in with the snare, then you know it's gonna be hard ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> pa, 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 pa. I mean, I would love to see. Seen- 
Napalm Death and Carcass and Dismember Life. Uh, yeah, I've seen all of them. You ever seen Voivod? That was I have not too. seen Voivod, and, and, and Greg has been talking a lot about them. In fact, we have like a 25-minute bonus episode only on Voivod that came about, you know, as things come about when you improvise yeah. you know, for, for so far, so pod, so what. And uh, I, they've always been a peripheral band for me. Like, I, uh, I think I should be a big fan. I'm not sure why I haven't gotten on with it. That kind of thing, you know. Well, I'll, I'll check that out. Space metal, you know. Cool stuff. Indeed. I like I like space metal. I like anything with space. You like metal, you like science fiction, so space metal. Yeah, there it's, a, it's the perfect marriage. It <laughs> was actually a funny one with uh, Matt Barlow when uh, we, we previously mentioned the iced but perhaps not flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> the band that is yeah. quickly going out of fashion for several reasons. But uh, they did a great gig. What? What happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> they did a great gig uh, supporting horror show when I saw them here in Stockholm. But he did a rally up with the crowd that made so little sense. Speaking of what we just said, it's like... A lot of people claim that horror and metal don't go together. I say, fuck those guys. Whoever claimed that? <laughs> they go together perfectly. Everyone no, knows no, that. No. I can't come on. No one ever said that. No, but you just—I think maybe it's like it's—it's it's like where you, you want to have yeah, also against them kind of thing. He's trying to do. Yeah, but you have to. Maybe you have to make up a them <laughs> in a better way. You know. Okay, so I've I've, I've met I've met horror and metal. Uh, most of the people who I know who like one do tend to like the other. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not into horror, but no. horror and metal is a marriage made in heaven or hell. I would never say they don't mix. <laughs> no. I would never say that. In fact, they mix brilliantly. It's a perfect mix. If, if you're going to maybe, you know, have a finding something to rally behind, that might yeah, not be the yeah, best thing because yeah, like, yeah, it's right, very like, right. well, it's, like it's, no one said this. Exactly, this no happened. one said that. I, I wasn't even that old when I saw them, mid-teens, you know, and I still was like, come on, guy. <laughs> no one ever said that. You're just trying to make us feel united, which I applaud, but you should do it better. Like, it's like you get like bands like, this is a song, they don't want you to, they don't want you to, for us to play to you guys, they want you to hear this, it's because I'm like, I mean, Okay, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's such a cliche, <laughs> isn't it? Like, it's playing off the old yeah. rock and roll rebel thing. Like, oh, all those suits yeah. out there, they don't even want us to have fun. I say, fuck those guys, let's have fun. Because <laughs> you know, it doesn't work. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean we, we booked you to play here. That's what <laughs> exactly. we want to happen. all the formal <laughs> procedures of getting booked here. You're not some rebels that, you know, rocked up in a van and just jumped in here and, and uh, liberated it's, us it's, from, it's, from, from society. You didn't do that. Yeah, it's it's not danger, and I think the thing is sort of trying to enforce or make like a sense of like urgency or a sense of like just like, like I guess rebellion or in, that. Yeah, yeah creating yeah. A, a conflict where there is none. Like they said, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. we, you know, they said it wouldn't work. Like, who did? They, no, I didn't. Yeah, just when they thought they were safe, here we come, the rock and roll rebels. Yeah. I'll also call back to our American episode, the delightful kiss, uh, lie after death, run. It was a lot of fun and. Uh, yeah. Heard some stories from that bunch, uh, including you, uh, of, of mm-hmm. you know things yeah. that make rock and roll seem a bit more rebellious to me. Like uh, Chris, uh, Chris L from Port of Thunder had to turn his Rolling Stones t-shirt inside out to be allowed to stay in school. And then a few years later, in, in early 80s, he, he was sent home for wearing a Heaven and Hell t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, you take that and then you sort of jump to where we are in these days. Where I've seen, you know, so the teacher is going to wear that Heaven and Hell t-shirt today. I'm going to stand there wearing that. Teaching. The teacher is wearing Cradle of Filth, Jesus is a cunt t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Marduk, like, fuck me, Jesus. I mean, I think like probably like it's, like you just give it a few years, you'll you'll see those like fucking H and M. Maybe so. Let's let's uh, let's have that as a little measurement in our in our books for how old we are. 
when when Marduk fuck me Jesus is in H and M, we are old. I think I think that the second you get like something is sort of in that level mass produced in the sort of not mass produced maybe, but if it's available in in a, in a sort of form that probably doesn't really target uh, you know niche groups like friends, you can't claim that H and M is like a thing that sort of targets you know you know it's very much for the masses. So therefore, I think that whenever if a rock band is available there, they officially are not not dangerous anymore. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm I'm fine seeing the maiden T-shirts crop up there. Oh yeah, I find again. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, they're they're they're, they're you know, why is it gonna? Yeah, Slayer, perhaps even. I don't know. I mean, whoever they they could strike a, a licensing deal with, basically. Because the thing is, most merchandise is licensed anyway. It's not yeah. like uh, Bruce yeah. is you know has a sewing kit in his home and is making originals. No. no, it's always licensed one way or another. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I've seen that sort of rubs me the wrong way. I was I was at a mall last week and I saw like. Uh, not Nirvana, but Kurt Cobain shirts at like a major club. He would have not liked that. Um, no, I don't think. No. But what, you know, he ain't here, so what are you going to do? That's probably what I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, speaking of rubbing you the wrong way, and speaking of Kiss Live After Death, I got this uh, 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 this bill from John Motola in, in the Purple Podcast, previous guest of the show. And mm-hmm. uh, it might rub you the wrong way. <laughs> so here we go. This is set. They said we're not allowed to have this bill, but we yeah, have exactly. <laughs> Made to see said you're not allowed to sleeze out. So, yeah. The episode, <laughs> well, this is the episode the that Made Nate wants to be stopped. <laughs> the sleazy Rebel Motola. Oh, so he, he sent it directly to you. And it's not yeah, the DM. Uh, set in 1987. Uh, no particular order except, of course, Kiss headlines. All right, so there we go. Kiss. And then we have Poison, Motley Crue, LA Guns, Wasp, Rat. Guns N' Roses, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, on the same bill as Kiss at that. Twisted Sister, Dokken, referring to Dokken Cop from my other podcast. And then a White Snake, Cinderella, and Ozzy Osbourne. It's a very 87 set. Yeah, that, that feels very easy. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, doesn't like I said, I, I still would. That could be kind of fun to see. Yeah, no, I I, I can empathize with your um, your uh, issues with uh, glam and sleaze rock, and I think um, much like me, they probably will mild, have mildened in age too, because it's not you know the identity is set for us now. I think we're oh yeah becoming those geezers that at least think we know who we are. 
which is already yeah. a good thing. So like uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't, you know, I don't think any either of us are, are have any problems with the sleaze or glam rock. In fact, some stuff I've warmed up to, but it's definitely not my music style, you know. There's, there's some things I kind of can dig at that. Uh, still, I mean, like I said, if that was in 1987, yeah, I'd see that. Would I, would I want to see it now? No. <laughs> I would actually, I would, but I mean, I, I'm not sure I could see it all. Like I might have to leave Midway Poison, for example. Have you have you have you, have you seen the have you seen the the Guns N' Roses clips as of late? That's the thing too. Like I've heard they they play good though, in, in one of the shows they play good. I heard they were really bad in Sweden Rock, and then they were good in Hellfest. That's what I heard, and because Christian played both those festivals with Sorcerer. Oh well, okay, maybe I just heard Sweden Rock, and that that was atrocious. I mean, they sounded okay, but, but not as bad as another band who completely just made a performance art of how bad they were, uh, which was uh, Kingdom Come, a band I listen to sometimes. Mm. Yeah, that was I don't know. It looked like performance comedy or something. It was it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Was that at Sweden Rock as well? Yeah, no, it was like complete had schmelta, complete meltdown of a band happening live. That's too bad. Yeah, really weird. That's weird. Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Rock and Metal News update. There has been a lot of people putting comments on the net and around the music scene about Kingdom Come's live performance at the recent Sweden Rock Fest. They've been put down for their performance in Solvsborg, Sweden. And you can decide. There's a bunch of uh, video now on YouTube and on Facebook that you can check out um, regarding a, quote, lackluster performance. Throw in a bit of Twilight Cruiser because it's such a good song. Yeah, do it.
So I got a list here from Mr. Rob Hatton, who's part of our the lovely group on Facebook. Yep, yep. Made in Z, Friends of the Beast. I recently started listening to my other show too. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think he was a Megadeth fan or a Maiden fan to begin with. So he's one of those guys that is actually out exploring, nice. exploring heavy metal through through our nonsense. Okay, I like that's, that. That's very nice. Yeah. So right at the top of his list is a band that I sort of recently kind of uh, started digging. It's a band called Green Lung. Mm. I got introduced to them by a friend of yours, friend of mine, friend of the pod, Charlotta. Um, she, she introduced mm. me to them uh, in, uh, in a uh, rotation segment. Uh, yeah, that's probably how I initially found them. Kind of Kaiser, yeah, so if I recall. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember I saw the artwork for an album. I was like, well, I hope this is good because the artwork is amazing and I want to buy this album. Mm. And I haven't done it yet, but it's... it's you should, you should, yeah. All right. Subterranean Masquerade? No clue. No clue. Orphaned Land? Uh, I have a clue, but it's only a clue. <laughs> uh, Angra? Uh, that's the old band of uh, Kiko L in Megadeth. Mm-hmm. Brazilian. Brazilian power metal. A Rhapsody of Fire? Uh, Rhapsody of Fire, Italian power metal. Luca Terrilli. Sun Caged? No clue. Lords of Black? No clue. African American. Um, <laughs> the Lords of Black from from Congo. Myrath <laughs> right, uh, or Myrath? Myrath. 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 We'll say. Heard it, but a very vague clue. Uh, Circus Maximus. That's a prog metal band, the style of uh, Symphony X. I think. I think it's a good band. Hawkwind, which of course we know. Speaking of Lemmy. sure to check out hawk bench friends of ours on the uh, deep dive podcast network hawk bench uh, and we have a symphony x symphony x there we go one of the best in the in their genre it's not my type of prog metal but if i want that type the odyssey symphony x 24 minutes perfection that's a good one
the one time I saw Symphony X live, it was uh, actually at Sweden Rock Festival, previously mentioned. They played the entirety of uh, this song, The Odyssey. And I was there with a guy that is pretty much always critical to anything he's not totally into. And he was just, just accepting how good that show was with no gripes about it. Seems like forever my eyes had been denied Home, I'm finally home I've been 20 years away from all I ever knew I have returned to make my dream come true Uh, and we have a, a, a Germany's uh, favorite sons, uh, Rammstein. Yep, very good live band. You know, very good live a band. festival is not going to suffer from having them on. No. Uh, and we're ending this with a band we might have heard of called. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Well, decent act, decent live. And we uh, should we move right along? We're gonna keep. Uh, we could. Uh, you can pull up another one because my screen got uh, locked. Uh, Philip Trummer is back. Ah, oh, with the actual set. Yeah. So here's his. Here's his, here's his, he wrote. Here are the here are the twelve bands I'd like to see this summer. So we have Iron Maiden, Enslaved, Primordial, Atlantean Codex. I like that name. Mm, it's a good band too. Merciful Fate. Mm-hmm. Eternal Champion. Fate's Warning, Voivod, and here we go, uh, Autopsy, huh. Dismember, oops, uh, Bolzer, and Neurosis. Uh, yeah, Bolzer, yeah. Bolzer, yeah. I think they might be Swiss, but I'm not sure. Uh, it's a lovely band. It's a duo only, and they create this whole image or soundscape just by two people. It's, it's really cool. I'll check that out. Melodic black metal ish, uh, yeah. I mean, not worth putting in a in a box basically, but uh, really good. 
We have um, Mr. Arkia sent. Uh, let me just check this out. Uh, right, so he, by the yeah. way, enslaved. Is there something you've ever heard? I'm really I have heard of it. I, I, I think I've, you could, I've I think you could dig, especially late enslaved, huh? when they got more into that kind of, um, for lack of a better comparison, tool vibe, a deeper vibe. You know, it's more deep. It's not as. Yeah. Uh, it's not as busy. Yeah. It's a lot of breathing space. Uh, not in love with Grutle on the vocals, but he does it. You know, he does it justice. And then they have had a keyboardist who sang really well, clean. Uh, but uh, he left, so they had the hard task of finding a new guy that could do both keyboards and clean singing oh. in a in a progressive black metal band. Let's uh, check that out. That sounds. That sounds like something. I've heard them, so I just haven't really. I'll send you a couple of links to some songs, favorites of mine, like uh, Ground, for example. I think you dig oh. Ground. Once got to see the dudes from Enslaved at Roskilde Festival playing sort of a mute film, silent film soundtrack live. That was cool too. The films weren't awesome, but the music was. you dig ground is very poppy but in that way that i think you could dig too i mean in general they're not but but that song is all right all right mr arica is has, has a list here and he's actually done his so he split it up into two days so it's like it's like a festival so the first day one we have a band called mist so it's like m-i-s yeah he recently um subbed with them also did the bass duties ah. on a gig here in, in the vicinity oh, okay. of Stockholm. So, guess- so it's friends of his he's doing that internal right. thing which is fine, uh, you know. You want to have your friends around, right? Uh, Anvil. Anvil. Talked about them the other day about uh, good music documentaries. It's a good one. Better than the band, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that too. <laughs> a lot better than the band. Uh, Sons of Apollo, who among other uh, is uh, one of my favorite guitarists. Portnoy, right? Rontal, a guy called Rontal. is awesome. He's a very big inspiration for me too because he has a... He's a relaxed approach, even though he's a shredder. Mm. I, I don't yeah. know how you can do that, but he can. He's, he's insane. Very cool guy. He looks like Mastodon, too. <laughs> in general, you know, he just looks like yeah, you yeah. put him in Mastodon. Uh, you don't need a style restyling no. of him. Uh, we have Evergrey, one of my favorite bands. Yep. There we go. Staying on the proggy, proggy side here, too. Mm-hmm. Megadeth. One of my favorite bands. And we're closing out day one with Rammstein. Ah, what a day, though. Good work. That's a good day. Day two. Front back. Okay, another band he plays in from time to time. (laughs) He was just down in Småland recently playing with him. Raven, I don't know. Who, I'm not familiar. I mean, they're on the lit. That must be the UK original uh, new wave of British heavy metal band that 
toured with Metallica, I think. Because they were they were on Greg's list as well, I think. Yeah, I think that must be it. Not familiar. Near and dear to our hearts, Sorcerer. Mm-hmm. More friends. You can tell he wants his guys around backstage for sure. But he also he wants to play a lot because he he he, he, he subs for sort of. Oh, yeah, he's not gonna have to sub for all of them, or he probably would want to anyway. So you know he likes playing bass, and that's yeah. all for the better. He's very good at it too. Oh yeah, yeah. So here in the depths of post, uh, I was trying to dig up some Erica Gold. Looked around a bit. Thought I. You know, give a nod to his uh, prog metal band Structural Disorder and found this great tune called Pyrene. The band at large is something you wish for if you, like me, think the accordion is a way underrated instrument. Circus Maximus. Prog. Wasn't that on another list just now? Yeah, it yeah, was. was Hatton's yeah. Hat list. Gojira. Mm. Good live. A, a band I enjoy. I, w- I, I do enjoy them, some of their stuff. As a sort of Godzilla fan, I'd like to like them more than I do. <laughs> but I sort of worshipped them when I found them around the, yeah. the, the album From Mars to Sirius. It's a white album with a whale on, flying whales, oh. uh, heaviest matter of the universe, backbone. Uh, uh, the ocean. What's the first song? It's my favorite, and I can't even remember the title. Ocean something. Ocean Planet. That's the title. track of them on record but uh, live they are they're not about to stop bringing it you know one can say it's it's a very precise show it's very uh, what's the word in english minutes can you say that minutes uh, sure 
Minute, minute is something. Yeah, that's something else. Yeah, detail oriented anyway. You know, they they're not leaving shit to 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 risk, to chance. Not leaving anything to chance. That's it. Nice. So and he, end, he ends the second day with Iron Maiden. So we, we have also speaking of sorcerer, our next list is from Mr. Christian Niemann. The guitar god himself. Indeed he is. So his list is Merciful Fate. This is the second time they show up on the list so mm-hmm. far. Uh Triptychon. That's uh, Tom G. Warrior from Celtic Frost. Ah, all right. Faith No More. Amazing Live. King X. Amazing live, I think. Haven't seen them, but that's a power trio of of, of uh, measures, you know. I think this is pronounced periphery. That's right, yeah. One of those gent type bands. Yeah. Clawfinger, uh, some Swedish, some uh, Swedish dude. Swedish rap metal. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. Of, but I mean, uh, well, if uh, you say rap metal, that may send send off some red flags. Uh, they're actually pretty, they're actually not, pretty good, you know. I mean, they're, they're, uh, it grooves. It's heavy. Yeah, indeed. And we have a day, I don't know, this is not split up into the days, but <clears throat> second grouping here is a band called Vola. Mm, that's, uh, I've heard them, I heard them on uh, Metalpodden, I think it was, or All maybe right. Rockpodden. Uh, it's, uh, imagine a Meshuggah type band with a lot of clean vocals. Really good. All right, that sounds cool. You can tell they're having fun when they're writing these songs. Exploring something. After that, we have a Devin Townsend. Seen him live a few times. Also, one of those guys who I feel there's no reason why I shouldn't be into more than I am. I haven't gotten there yet. For me, I've gotten there and I've gotten out again. But uh, I'm not going to shrink any of the things he brought forward to my ears. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. It's just, you know, part of my past in many ways. Yeah. That was bits from All Hail the New Flesh by Strapping Young Lad from their album City. One of the good things Devin brought to my ears. Another one would be this one, Deep Peace off of Terrier.
moving on, we have Megadeth. Uh, for obvious reasons. Yep. Candlemas. That's an interesting one. Greg asked me, are they the biggest metal band of Sweden for, for a real metal guy, you know, not by numbers or sales or anything? And I think they are definitely up there, you know. One of the more legendary acts have never been really my thing. I got an album with Rob Lowe in my shelf, you know, a middle mid era, King of the Grey Islands. Uh, but I saw them live with uh, Christian, and uh, actually Henrik was there, and actually yeah, Matthias yeah. as well. And uh, uh, whoa, yeah, it is world class anyway. I've wanted to get into them more than I've have really, but I, it'll, I'm sure I'll get there. See them live and in a seated theater, even better. You know. Yeah, I can imagine. I think they they're the kind of band who would benefit from the ambiance of a, like a, a dark kind of situation yeah. rather than like a festival. But anyways, you know. so they did a cool thing in the beginning of the set where a kid came on stage with wearing a Grim Reaper outfit and throwing out uh, roses like black roses into the crowd. Wow, that's kind of... That's just like... A, you can tell they want to bring on a show when they do that. You don't have to do that, obviously. That's fun, a bit of theatrics, is, as we all tend to enjoy. Yeah, since, it's uh, always a struggle with budget. That's the thing, you know. That's, 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 that's probably pretty cheap. It was probably pretty cheap. We have, we have some child labor regulations in Sweden, but uh, actually we have less so than even America. There we go. I don't know why it sounded so like, yeah, like I was... All right, anyway, <laughs> Good thing. Um, <laughs> Children's slaves. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, of course, it was great for him to just walk on stage and be Grim Reaper. I would yeah. have done that every day as a kid. Every single oh, day. Oh, yeah, me too. Either that or Shredder, you know. So we have uh, we have the next uh, next one on his list is, is one that surprised me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not familiar with the hell of a lot of their material, and what I am familiar with didn't necessarily sound like something I'd expect him to be into. And that is the band Night Ranger. Ah, uh, isn't that kind of melodic uh, Gothenburgian melodic death metal-ish with a... Oh, it's I them? Think there's an expat... Oh, no. Oh, no. That was oh, Night Rage. Oh. That was Night Rage. Two extra letters in Night Rage... Uh, in Night Ranger compared to Night Rage. It's not the same band. All right. Let, let, me, let, me, let me play something here. It just sounds like something you wouldn't expect him to necessarily uh, be into. But who knows? That's the book. You know, again, you know, who am I to judge? Motor!
And of course, ending with Iron Maiden. And just like Mr. Neiman, we end with Iron Maiden 2. More fantasy festival lineups coming up next week. Some interesting choices, I'm sure. Healthy variation in the uh, Maiden A to Z listener and friends camp. Also, on the same date as next episode, me and Eric will be in Gothenburg watching the band. So, for sure, there's going to be some type of report from there. Until then, you know what I'm going to say? Up the islands and skull from the north. Up the islands and skull from the north.